everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom Reviews Star Wars, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. As we kick off the 2020 season of Pop Mom with our 100th episode. Whoa! What a legacy she has built. Let's bring Mom in now. Yep, I agree. Hello, Johnny. the, The public loves you. Isn't that amazing? I think they love us. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, we got a thank you note for the packages that you sent out to the um, some of the folks that sent in their um, charity receipts. Uh, we asked at the end of the year, and still ask, of course, people to donate to uh, a, a group of Act Blue uh, charities that are helping people who are separated or stranded at the border. Um, and mom sent out some care packages to people who had uh, gotten in the spirit and donated what they could. And someone sent this nice thank you note that said, um, thank you, Pop Mom, you're so generous. Mostly mom, I assume. <laughs> Which was true. I mean, you of course, you put together the package and sent a nice note and everything. And all I did was forward a few emails. Um, but it, yes, it really reminded me of my place in the whole Pop Mom cosmos. No, 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 no. Because without you, who would have forwarded the email? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, if mom sounds a little crisper to you, it's because her Christmas present was uh, a new microphone uh, because I got so tired of fighting with the old. F- I used to love the sound of that crackle of the phone because it, you know, it sounded like you were calling home. Um, but. Uh, I got tired of fighting with the technology, and maybe this is what calling home sounds like now, because everybody does Skype or FaceTime or right. whatever, right? So that's right. That's right. Sad but true. <laughs> is it sad? Well, it's a little sad. I mean, I think some of the things that we've lost are very are sad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. But we can't get we can't get too mopey about it. I mean, we can see each other now. Good lord, I can push a button and the kids can see you. My God, what a yeah. time to be alive. Yeah. I mean, also, everything's falling apart, but hey, video phones. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know, it's funny because because just today, uh, some asshat was on the on the tele, television talking about our forefathers. Our, well, you know, they had no idea of, yeah. of anything like this. So it seems sort of stupid to keep talking about them. Well, uh, I couldn't agree more, but uh, we're get- <laughs> the 2020 has barely begun, and we are getting into yes. some uh, neck deep territory. So we'll we'll yes. ease into uh, rewriting society over the course of the year, okay. and so the listeners can look forward to that. Okay. Um, before we get to that, I do I understand that the um, care package recipients got no checks mix, and so maybe all right. of it went to me because I got a big tub of Chex Mix, not to rub it in, um, that lasted about three days. (laughs) Well, everybody got a big tub uh, of 
everybody in the family got a big tub. But when it was time to send them out, um, you know, it's funny because I think of Matt and Merrick, who are very funny about uh, food that they don't know exactly who made it. Yeah. You know, they, they both are big eat out at a restaurant type people. But if there's a bake sale, they're on the other side of the room. And it occurred to me that perhaps we should ask our prize recipients if they care. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I. Uh, <laughs> you know, one, t- one time I sent everybody a batch of Chex Mix in the family and it's and I put a, a label on it that said, now with more cat hair, you know, just kind of funny, but I do have a cat. And, uh, it wasn't untrue. It could have been untrue. Well, statistically, I think probably when you didn't have a cat, I'm going to say there was about zero cat hair. Some, maybe, but <laughs> near zero cat hair in the checks mix. And now that you have a cat, it's true there's probably a little more cat hair in there. Well, I just, you know, and it's not, it, I don't know. It was just something that hit me. And then I didn't want to burden people with what, you know, feeling bad about throwing out the checks mix because they don't know my kitchen. And uh, I think I overthought it quite a <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. And then I went for all packaged goods in the end. Well, um, you know, I think the I think Pop Mom is about being a little more or trusting than that. But I think yeah, it's fine to ask people if they want to first. It's got peanuts in it. You know who who knows? Right, right, um, exactly. So next time, part of my forwarding the email job will be to first reply and say, "Hey, do you want these peanuts or not? You want this? <laughs> you want it? Take it. Checks mix, yay or nay? Yeah, checks mix um, up or down? Come on, hurry up. That's right. Um, it was the end of the holidays. I was a little bit broken and I overthought it, <laughs> but I, but I wanted to tell people why there was no Chex Mix and that is why I okay. was being extra thoughtful. And that is the story of why there is no Chex Mix. <laughs> but, uh, I heard a few people say, Brooke said, oh, my God, I hope that Chex Mix is gone when I get home. There's just something about it that people cannot resist. I I think it's the calories. I think that's the magic ingredient. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it certainly is holiday fare. I basically drank that jug that you sent me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't believe that. That was a pretty big... It was like a gallon, right? Believe it. Believe it. And then I was all bound up, and I was like, what's going on? There's lots of fiber in there. What are you talking about? Chex Mix. It's like solid fiber. I don't know. I was all, all right. out of whack over the holidays. I just had a long holiday season. Yeah. The kids got, um, I think my last count was 11 or 12 Christmases between the grand <laughs> grandparents' house and this and that. And- yeah. They were still getting yeah. presents on New Year's Day. Wow. <laughs> we uh, we said so in the great um 
2019 Christmas email incident, I said, um, honestly, basically, please don't get the kids something that has a thousand pieces because they it's fun for them to open. But A, they get tired of it. And B, there's just like then it's just pieces. The pieces just become part of our life. Um, but you did it very kindly. I know. I said, it. I, yeah, I was very delicate. And <laughs> <laughs> blew up the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woof. But lucky for me, the point was taken. Um, except, so we made it through the whole holidays, and they've got nothing. They've gotten a thousand gifts, and you know, some of them are a little piecey, but pretty good. And um, then. Their babysitter, Hosi, comes by with her uh, assembled Christmas gift giving, and it's a bag that's just rattling, and she takes out these enormous boxes, and they're just filled with two-cent. Eve gets a tea party set, and Leo gets a construction site set, and it's just a million things. Well... She she should have been part of the family letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you make any New Year's resolutions? I did. I uh-huh. did. I went I I made a resolution to knit from my stash, which is large, and mm. knit yarn, yarn stash. Yeah. Uh yeah. And yeah. Not your, not your stash of hashish. That's not what you're right. referring to. That's that, you're not going to touch that. I'm not sharing that. So my resolution <laughs> was, you know, not to spend any money on anything I didn't need. And we had to go to the mall. Daddy has a new computer that weighs about 100 pounds. Yeah. And it was like driving into the Apple store in a... Maserati. Everybody stopped and stared and ooh, and I've never seen one of those. And uh, so why was he bringing it to the Apple store? Was it broken? It was brand new and he couldn't get it to do something. (laughs) He showed you a picture of it. So you know what it was. I know what it I know what it is, but I just what was wrong with it? I thought, you know, something couldn't load or something like that. Some okay. computery problem. Okay. Okay. It well. being a computer and all. Um, Woof. And so you are feisty. You are feisty for the new year. <laughs> okay. So we went across the street to uh, Hobby Lobby, and I spent <laughs> fifty dollars on fabric, which I also do not need, and. $50 or $89 or something like that on candles because they were very, 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 very cheap. So I lasted not even 24 hours. <laughs> it's sort of a relief, though, to and, get it out well, of the way. And candles, come on. Really? Cheap, though, really cheap. <laughs> Does That doesn't make any difference, Mom. Yankee candles. Daddy burns them. I burn them. Well, you don't have to smell them. (laughs) I could feel like I can smell that store just thinking about it. It's such an assault to walk in there. Well, you know, I don't know what the deal is, but it didn't smell 
Oh yeah. This time. Yeah. Cause it, it does have an icky smell. They're probably not making the candles as strong as they used to. This is a real indictment of Yankee candle quality. Well, I wonder, but I like it to smell like Christmas all year long. Well, it isn't really Christmas. It's fir tree. Yeah. So like in the summer, you're going into the bathroom to wash your hands and it's like you choice of like, yeah, pine tree or like yeah. peppermint candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which you don't want in the summer. Well, I realize that. And I also have realized <laughs> that because when we used air freshener and I think we're down to our last can because I don't buy it anymore. It's not good for the environment. What? Whoa, I got a last can. Wow. <laughs> This is this is a day of celebration here on Pop Mom. I'm doing my part to help the earth, but I realize now that I associate the smell of pine with with um, Dad having been in the bathroom. That's the most delicate oh, way. <laughs> oh so, God! I'm a little bit off that scent now. No, you're recording this in his home office, right? So can he overhear the things that you're Not saying? yet. He won't hear them till everyone else does. Okay. Uh, um, Doesn't everybody enjoy a shout-out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> On the or, or whatever kind of out that was. <laughs> well, I think I said it very, you know, nicely. Oh. Yeah, I thought right? I was in a Jane Austen novel for a minute. <laughs> well, I didn't say the word poop. <laughs> Good God. You All know, right. I get enough of this at home. Leo at every dinner now is testing me by saying poop and pee. You know, he'll just pick yes. a moment of quiet and then he'll drop into poop and pee. Um, I bet Eve laughs like a... Oh, yeah. Eve loves it. Yeah. I can see that. I'm looking forward to being part of that. Yeah. Well, my New Year's resolution is to be more patient with the kids, and I'm doing a great job so far. Mm, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Unless you have a story you want to tell. No, not really. I I haven't improved at all, but it really is my... I think I... There's a couple of nights when I've been pretty proud of myself, and... Yeah. You know, Leo's been thrown a temper tantrum because he decided that the second kind of placemat he wanted actually wasn't as good as the first placemat that he had put down for himself. And so, like, it's just time to melt down. And uh, I was just like, oh, you're really upset over that. Oh, no. Oh, that feels terrible. Instead of saying, oh, Leo, who cares? Just pick one, which is what I want to say. Right. So I'm trying to have as many of those moments as I can. I think it's valid to say, who cares? Well, I think it's valid to say that sometimes, because they also got to know, hey, you know, not everything's a disaster. What placemat does he want to use? Are they using the gnomes? No. The gnomes are terrible. Oh, no. (laughs) They came pre-stained. What kind of gift is that, Mom? What? Yeah, they had, like, coffee stains on them or something. Did you wash them? Yeah. Well, they're fine. Use them. They're stained and they got all foldy. Ugh. I got to iron them? Got to iron these placemats? Forget it. You you people are the hardest people to give a gift to. How's Toast? Toast had to go to the vet last week to get his teeth cleaned. 
he did not need any teeth pulled. Oh, that's good. But Toast is mom's cat, by the way, the cat who puts all the hair in the checks mix that she yes. sends out. Yes, it's a Aren't... it's a joint project. Yeah. Um, but they did a laser thing around his gums. I don't even know what it means. I I don't know what it's for. Uh, but he needed to take antibiotics. So. Jeez. Did they ask you before shooting your cat with a laser in the mouth? <laughs> what is this? Well, I don't know what it is. Some newfangled thing. Anyway, since they didn't pull his teeth, which I was so hoping they would pull all of them, <sighs> our our consolation prize was to give him liquid antibiotics. Uh, it did not go well for <laughs> many mornings and nights Dad had antibiotics on the back of his bathrobe, which we have no idea how that happened. Uh, it was everywhere. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't go well. It's very difficult. Oh, it's uh, the worst. Oh, giving medicine to a cat. Yeah. We watched a video online to see how to, to do it. And the, the vet that was administering the uh, dropper full of liquid to a, a cat the cat was about had about as much personality as a stuffed animal, and you know he could have put a two by four yeah. in that cat's mouth and yeah you know I don't need to see that. I know. Did they show you the towel? They're like, just use a towel, then the problem is solved. <laughs> yeah, really? I'll tell you where you can put your towel. Yeah, yeah, because now Toast doesn't even like it when Daddy and I are in the same room. <laughs> It's very sad. <laughs> Jeez. So. Oh, that, man. That's very Lasers. You know, cats have been around thousands of years. Lasers. And now it's like, okay, we got lasers now. So finally, a cat can be a cat. You know, the cats have been being cats all this time. What are lasers adding to anything? I'm I skeptical. Uh, so you took care of all the emails, okay? It was a lot of I emails. Did. Yes. All very nice people. Uh, I hope they enjoyed our reciprocation. Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm setting up your emails story. I don't have an... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the, we do the notes in, before the show for a reason, right? You were, you were there, right? <laughs> I... I don't think of this as an email story, but it's exactly an email story. Okay. I want to tell you about this one. This was funny. We had a young lady that was helping to clean the house. Well, she was cleaning the house. Uh, and she had some health issues. And so she was skipping some weeks. Anyway, eventually she decided she, her doctors told her she had to stop. Oh, wow. Working. So dad decided to send her a nice email and, um, you know, he said, thank you for your time here. We enjoyed your, your happy attitude and you did a nice job. And, and then, you know, he said, I hope your quieter lifestyle <laughs> agrees with you. And that is a great one for checking his email uh -oh. before he sends it. I have a it. guess. I have a guess. 
So what he had really written to her was, I hope your quitter life yeah. <laughs> agrees with oh. But he did catch it, and he did change it. Oh. But <laughs> he did. Oh, okay. Yes, a good lesson for all of us, though, to maybe give that email one more look before you mm, press yeah. it. Oh my God! Oh, wouldn't that be awful? Hope your quitter lifestyle agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! You really so, threw in the towel. You did such a good job, and you're yeah. walking away from it all. All this glamour. Well, have it your way. <laughs> you quitter. Quitter. You. Yeah. Lay about. So anyway, I think that is a good warning for people. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Good job, Dad. Now, I have not watched the uh, Big Jeopardy tournament that's going on. And I, I know as a self-styled uh, Trebexpert, I really should be on top of it. But um, I've just sort of been easing back into life these past couple of weeks, I have to say. Yes. That's why there was no episode last week, because I just said to Mom, I, I need a personal day. Um, and, uh, thank you listeners for that as well. Everybody really let me take a personal day and then here I am feeling great. Um, so I'm going to catch up on the big Jeopardy tournament, but I know it's been appointment programming in your house. Tell me what's your, what's your take on it? This isn't the official review, but what's your take on the big Jeopardy? Tournament? No, and, and I'm not going to, uh, talk about the show, especially as, as I'm going to talk about a question. Oh, okay. You want to talk about a question. All right. Right. So, you know, there's no spoilers. There's no opinion here. Okay. Um, But one of the questions, which I should have written down, uh, but I didn't. But the answer was, hey, boomer, a phrase I am not familiar with. Um, Surely the answer was, okay, boomer. Oh. Right? Oh, yeah. And by which the question. Okay, boomer. Yes. There you go. And there, I said it right that time. Okay, boomer. And I take a a, a exception to that. Oh, Oh, do you? Okay. I do. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let me, an entire generation has its ears up for this, mom. Go ahead. Well, you know, there was the greatest generation. Yeah. Of which we are a product. Yes. The, the baby boomers. Yes. And I had to look up what this phrase was because I am not familiar with it, which I think just goes to show why that phrase exists because technology has moved along so fast that there's no place to hear these new phrases and new words. But <clears throat> here's this one. And I... I feel like it's saying to me, you are irrelevant and I don't like this. Now you say something. (laughs) It's not a very nice phrase. You're right about that. And it is designed to make you feel bad, which it has. I, you know, what it basically is, is, you know, sometimes even on the podcast, often on the podcast, I will go off on a miniature rant about the plight of the millennials vis-a-vis the baby boomers, right? You've heard me talk about that before. And this is that whole attitude encapsulated into the most compact possible phrase. And it just sort of puts that into a little bundle, and instead of having to say all that about all the 
about all the America that the baby boomers said we would have and then we don't have. It's just all that wrapped up into a little package. And it's nasty and it's not mature. Um, so I'm not going to defend it, but that's that's what that is. Now, you feel implicated in that. Well, I think I think we're all implicated in that. And I do think, first of all, how am I supposed to find out about that phrase? I would never even know that was out there if I didn't watch Jeopardy. How? Who made that phrase? Why didn't that come in the AARP uh, newsletter? Uh, I would like to know that. Can you think of a better uh, delivery mechanism for the um, middle-aged and up demographic than having it be a clue on Jeopardy? I mean, I think you've answered your own question here. That's how they let you know. That's that's yeah. part of what Jeopardy's for. But I'm supposed to know the answer to that already. So where would I have heard that? At the hairdressers? You know, I don't yeah. know where you... Maybe. Where would you... I think you'd probably encounter it on social media. I mean, doesn't it, doesn't it feel to you like a social media thing? Well, I've never seen it. Well, but it's compact. It's mean. Yeah. So, I mean, that's social media for you. I can't, I can't think of a better description of Twitter. Compact and mean. Well, uh, you know, then I, I'm not following the right people. Well, it sounds like you are. Well, I'm trying to stay. How am I going to keep up? I'm trying to stay relevant. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a genius on the Internet. I can make my way around probably better than some people. But, you know, even the joke, even the joke at Christmas time was uh, how long are you home before your parents ask you to fix something on the computer or the television? Well, pardon me. <laughs> well, um, that's been a joke for a very long time now. I mean, that's been a joke since I was a kid. So, yeah, um, I know that one. But okay. but this this OK Boomer is new to me and um, I'm just objecting to it well that's what you're supposed to do so um i mean you're sort of banging your head against the wall and i think you're reading this the wrong way i mean i'm almost 40 now right and maybe oh my god don't tell me that i know i'm sorry but maybe it'll change when i hit the number maybe i'll be all glum and midlife crisis-y um (laughs) but I like aging because there's so many things I don't have to, that I thought I had to care about that I don't have to care about anymore, right? Yeah, and not because yeah. just because I realized like who gives a shit, you know? Right. Um, and especially after having kids, but whatever big life growth you experience, there's some stuff that that you realize, oh my god, who gives a shit about that? Right. Now, why you just look askance at this trite fad? that will fade and, you know, isn't really hurting you and is giving people an opportunity to vent. And look, we're the ones who got to live in this this crazy world. You know, you get to global warm it out up and then say, all right, good luck, everybody. I'm out of here. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's, that's what OK Boomer is. But... 
Um, it's okay all for right, you. Well, you know, how are we supposed to know that if you put all your trash in the ocean, that it would pollute the yeah. the oceans? How are we supposed to know that? Yeah, exactly right. All right. Well, I made my point. Did yeah. I make my point? Okay. You made my point, but you were very amusing. No, no, I was not. Oh, I mean, at the end there. No, you made your genuinely. Oh, yes, okay. you made your point. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, I didn't know, you know, when I put something that happened on Jeopardy in my notes, I didn't know it would be such a cultural touch point. Uh, okay, Boomer, this is great. We have an in-the-wild uh, recording of a Boomer encountering Okay, Boomer for the first time. It's a big moment <laughs> on Pop Mom, even if you don't realize it. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Um, wow, that was a big catch-up segment, but well-deserved, I think, after the extended break. So, But yes. are we? Are, do we have energy left for the big Star Wars review? Oh, you better believe it. Okay. This week, Mom and I are talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. For fans who loved Star Wars 1, 2, 3, 4... Five, six, seven, and eight. There's a new movie in town. It's called Star Wars 9, and it's got all your favorite Star Wars in it Chewbacca, R2D2, Carrie Fisher's Ghost, Lando, Lando, the guy carrying the ice cream maker, Lady with the Big Eyes, an old tire someone found, Yosemite Sam, and Kylo Ren. They're all here to settle for once and for all which is better, good or evil. You'll have to watch the movie to find out. I don't have a clip because of Disney, so I'll just say that Star Wars 9 is in theaters. Visit your local library's periodicals section for showtimes. Mom, are you red-eye for more Jedi? Or are you Sith and tired of this Star Wars business? <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Please, I'm done. My notes on here are so sad and depressing, I have to tell you. Okay, good. Rise of Skywalker? Isn't it the end of Skywalker? Um, this is the point where I guess I should remind uh, listeners that we'll be, we'll be discussing the oh. entirety of the movie. Um, so if you haven't seen it and don't, you know, haven't heard what's happened yet, and care, I don't know what's going on, but it's, you know, fair warning. Right, right. Uh, let me say, okay, Boomer. Oh, you got him, Mom. Woo! <laughs> you really alienated a huge portion of our uh, there you listener go. base. Bye-bye. I hope it was worth it. So there's the big moment at the end where um, that character rebrands themselves as a Skywalker. So I think right. that's, that's, the, that's the rise Sounds like you wished it were the death of Skywalker. I was so delighted through this whole movie, thinking this is the last one. I, you couldn't have wiped that smile off my face. So you had a good time. Great. Okay, mom gives it an A. <laughs> Waiting for baby Yoda took a long time. Uh, then I realized I was getting it mixed up with the Mandalorian. Uh, this other galaxy... Is very dark, pretty depressing. It's dusty. Dark, you mean like hard to see? Hard to As see. As with the Mandalorian, yeah. You even found the movie hard to see. I so I thought there was 
it wasn't as bad. I didn't think. No, now, we have not. a we have a good TV, but it there were parts of it that were that were hard to see. Um, I thought this had a story. I enjoyed that part of it. I wow. was very just. Dis- wow, that is some of the faintest <laughs> praise I have ever heard. <laughs> well, if I had worked on that, I could have made it a little fainter, but. <laughs> I think the star of the movie now now hear me out on this, okay? okay? Yeah. I think the star of the movie is the lightsabers. Oh, okay. Okay. Go go ahead. Okay. I find them very interesting, but I was disappointed in what they can actually do. To me they seem like a ten dollar item you would pick up at Walmart. <laughs> that lights up it's a sword that lights up it doesn't slice and dice it doesn't uh whack off a head sure it does well i didn't see it do that in this movie (laughs) so you came in there you you wanted to see a head in your words whacked off by one of these lightsabers that was on your star wars bingo sheet and it didn't get didn't get checked (laughs) off no i just think that if i'm gonna have something I, I just didn't see that. I all I just saw was was uh, you know jousting with each other. Yeah, that's not the right word, but you know, yeah, here, fending sword off a, a strike. Yeah. yeah, sword play, and it was like, oh right, this is you know, I think I have time to go to the bathroom here. I don't know. It's just, but but I think that was the most interesting part to me to to, to focus on what the lightsabers can do and cannot do. Um, I was very distracted by the presence of Princess Leia. Oh, yeah. All that stuff was, that was just one big mistake. Every time she came on screen, I thought, what what was this piece from? How did they do yeah. this? You know, it was very like I, I went yes. off on a, on a tangent in my own mind thinking about it. It was very distracting from the movie, I thought. It was very distracting, and it was really poorly done. There's this one scene, I don't know if you remember, where this bearded guy comes up and has this conversation with her about, I don't know, Baby Yoda, whatever the hell. Um, And he's jabbering at her, and she says something like, do me a favor, be optimistic. And it just, it has no (laughs) correspondence to what he just said and I almost turned to my friend and said, what is going on right now? I'm like, what is this? Why does this scene exist? <laughs> it was terrible. And it, it really seemed um, part of the creative process is responding to limitations and responding to the unexpected. And I just think that this practice of um, using technology to defy nature is really unseemly Mm. and um, not in line with even the values of the Star Wars series itself to the extent that they still exist. I I just think it was a mistake, like I said, and Uh, it was so unpleasant to watch. And I think it can be painful for people, you know, people that especially Mm. uh, loved her as an actress and... um, maybe her causes or whatever. And I think it could be even painful for people to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't really like that very much. And there was, there was enough story without that. I mean, (laughs) of course there was, you know, give her a nice send off and, and, uh... you know, we could remember her 
we could we yes. could speak of her and remember her, but it was too much. It was just it was it was too much for me. Yeah. And I do have to say I was a little and this is me, you know, but Kylo Ren and Ray, uh, you know, are enemies and they're, you know, Frenemies. I had to keep, yeah. I, I had to keep sorting things through. And then I, are they brother and sister? Because uh, is, you know, Han Solo, the, their father and, and then they uh-huh. kissed and I thought, oh, they kissed. And then I thought, wait, wait, is that her brother? This is my fault. I understand, but it it was well, a lot to keep track of. Well, also, did you see the Last Jedi, the previous movie in the main oh, series? Oh, I think so. Yeah, the whole issue of her lineage and whether it even matters or not has been part of a tug of war between the two directors who, between them, um, oh. oversaw these last three movies. So you have J.J. Abrams who directed seven and and nine. And Ryan Johnson, who directed eight, The Last Jedi. And The Last mm-hmm. Jedi basically came in and said, that stuff doesn't matter. This is just about um, this is just a story about a person who doesn't come from anywhere and she, too, can be a hero. And then J.J. Um, Abrams came in with this one and basically said, nope, actually, everything is the way that I said it was. So forget all of that. And this yeah. is how it is. And oh, look, it's the end of it's the end of the ninth movie. So we all got to go. Bye, everybody. So that's basically how it went. And we had to sit here as um, as fans of Star Wars or just fans of going to the movies and watch basically these two huge egos um, fight with each other. And I think yeah, it was something with their lightsabers. A... <sighs> wow. Well done. Yes. Having seen whose <laughs> lightsaber is bigger on the right. on the stage that Disney has built for them. And I think it's somewhat pathetic. And I think that it's a it was a waste of an opportunity. I think you and I both kind of liked Seven well enough, but um You know, I realized that that you go to you go to see a Star Wars movie just for the the fantasy of it, the release yes. of reality and imagining that maybe this is the way the world is, but Instead of telling a story, it's it seemed um, like it was fighting with itself. I just, yeah. I just never. I, I don't think know. you really picked up on something there. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think it was at war with the previous movie, and I think you felt the uh, motion picture burdening under the weight of its overblown cultural and corporate implications. I just think there was so much money and so much attention poured into Mm. this thing that not many things have anymore. It's so hard to build that mass audience that it was almost a film that could not succeed creatively because I don't know how much oxygen there really was. Not that I forgive uh, Abrams for, you know, surely he had some role in reanimating Carrie Fisher for example, yeah. like he directed the thing, so I'm not trying to let him off the hook, but I do think that it was it was a suffocating box. Do you think Kylo Ren is really gone? Uh, I mean, it seems like nobody's really gone anymore, right? Well, that's my question, is that, you know, if you're going to do this again, could you call me first so I don't have to go and watch it? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, I don't know. There was, yeah, I mean, I love that. Because there was stuff like that even within the watching the movie. Like, oh, oh C-3PO got erased. Oh, no. No, we're just going to. Right. We had a backup right. of him. Oh, Chewbacca's dead. Oh, no, he was in the other ship. That, that to me, <laughs> I've said it, I've said it uh, before, but. Chewbacca was on the other ship sums up the general level of courage in this yeah. movie for me. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a kid's puppet show. It really is. Yeah. You know, now you're saying, oh, now you're down here. Oh, here he is. You got the horse, Aiden. Oh, here he is. Yeah. I don't know. It just, you're right. It's, or like a Roadrunner cartoon. Yeah. You know, yeah. suddenly the Chewbacca was dead. No, he's not. Wiley Coyote. Except in an exploding spaceship, and there, there were you go. there were no other ships around. Mom, I'm I've only seen the movie once, and maybe <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm crazy, but I still, as I sit right now, there were no other ships there. <laughs> well, you just couldn't see them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know that, but but that's it. Oh, you, that's the explanation in in a movie, you know? Oh, right. you just couldn't. Like, right. <laughs> well, you're just supposed to imagine that part. <sighs> I was <laughs> any last bit of slack that I was cutting mm. for Star Wars was used up when Chewbacca was on the other ship that didn't yeah. explode. Well, I think for me, the light bulb was when C-3PO got all his information back. <laughs> that was it. I just thought, what the hell? You know, I I am not some twelve year old kid that just says, "Oh, okay." Oh, I've never seen that before. You know, g- give me a little. It was a total waste, and you know they had that C three PO speech like, "Oh, I will miss all of my true friends." You know, they put that in the trailer. <laughs> And made it seem, I mean, I wasn't duped. As soon as I saw that in the trailer, I was like, oh, there's going to be some slippery way out of this. Because why would they waste that moment in the trailer? But as soon as I saw that, I felt like, oh, they're trying to build this up as as a movie that is really going to, to end this story. And is going to bring things to a head. And there's going to be real, like, emotional losses in it. But again, I came back to, well, if that's the case, why do they put that in the trailer? Or, yeah. And I thought maybe there's going to be something even bigger than C-3PO dying. But it turns out it was all just a tease. Uh, I don't know. Maybe C-3PO needed to stay alive so they could keep selling C-3PO shaped beer coolers or whatever. I, you know, who knows? Oh, what I don't the have one of those. <laughs> of course, I don't drink beer. So um, I don't know. I just. I thought it was very mixed. I thought, you know, they keep touching that melted mask and um <laughs> I I just it just seemed like it seemed like going to a thrift store, a a Star Wars thrift store. Well, you got some great metaphors uh this week. Uh yeah. It it's it's cuz it's all leftovers, isn't it? Um Yeah. Not to knock thrift stores, by the way. I'd rather spend a no, couple hours no. at a thrift store than uh, to go to the theater and see this movie again. But, um, yeah, I get what you're saying insofar as, like, you know, all this business with Ray being Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. You know, when Darth Vader said, Luke, I am your father, and this is a surprise that I luckily had, um, 
I got to have as a kid watching them on uh, video, like yeah. that lands, that has an oh. impact because yeah. it's it's restructuring the, the the central and very simple good and evil dynamic of what was at the time like a grand space serial. You know, it was it was a. Uh, Yes, they were feature films, but they were built in this um, in partial tribute to this serialized tradition in the movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they're they're named episodes. And that was a big restructuring. When we find out that Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter, for me, it's just like, OK, great. Like, so we'll update the <laughs> Wikipedia entry for that. It just doesn't. They act like it holds a charge that it no longer does, because right. all that. Uh, ground has been well trodden by now. Yeah. I think that comes through in the film, sadly. Um, I will tell you, I saw it in a theater with a, a father and son. The son was probably about 20, and he was, do we, I, I think we could say mentally challenged? Yeah, mentally challenged is fine. Yeah. Okay. I get it. And he was absolutely delighted he he was a joy to watch through the movie i found the movie just like uh is it over yet is it over yet and this young fella was heartily thoroughly amused by it he kept saying this is my kind of movie this is my kind of movie and i did enjoy that part of it to wow. me that was the most joyous part of this movie watching somebody really enjoy it yeah, it does help. It does help to be with someone who appreciates it. Um, and this is not nearly as heartwarming as the story you just told, but it's sort of in the same vein. Like, I probably will not watch The Last Jedi anytime soon again, if ever. I just find it, you know, in retrospect, I admire it more than the, than the last movie because it at least tried something new. Um, but I find it to be mostly dull. Um, yeah. But I will watch Episode Nine again, even though I think it's worse and a less um, creatively adventurous movie because I can laugh about it with my buddies. It just, yes. it's, it's not yeah. quite as slow moving or grim or whatever. Like it's, it's bad in a way that puts a lot of grist in our mill sitting around and making jokes. So. Boy, uh, that is exactly what I was thinking. There would be so many times you would say to somebody sitting next to you, something sarcastic that would make you laugh. So I think that that would be something to look forward to watching this with a buddy that has seen it too. And you can make all those snotty remarks that are hilarious. Yeah. And I'm glad, I mean, really what I brought up couldn't be more the opposite of the sweet um, sort of drinking it all in enjoyment that you were talking about and that you witnessed. But my point is like, there's so many different ways to enjoy or not enjoy a movie, and this one has some uh, strange facets in that respect. Right, right. And it, and so the purpose of this movie is to either be delighted by it or have fun making fun of it. And you were but delighted as- by it, so that's an A-plus from Mom. <laughs> wow! Good job, no. Star Wars. Oh No, no, no. I I do think this uh I don't understand Rise of Skywalker. I just you know, that's like me saying, Hey, I'm the Queen of England. Uh <laughs> I don't know. 
It, you should, it left me baffled. You think it should be called the decline of ground swimmer. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in all honesty, what is your grade for Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, The Decline of Ground Swimmer? Well, I think I'm probably going to surprise you, but I'm going to give it a B minus. A B minus. Wow. There you go. Why a B minus? I think you better explain that a little bit. I didn't expect anything higher than a C. Well, because I think... Um, not for the movie itself, maybe, but for, I don't know, just the things that it made me think about. You know, I have a new appreciation for the lightsaber. You know, it's just the things that I came away with from the movie. I have to say your predilection for uh, the lightsaber's limitations and capabilities <laughs> is one of the nerdiest ways to watch a Star Wars movie I've ever I'm seen. Sorry. So Don't be sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm really wowed by it. But of all the things... I I would when I left the house today to come record the podcast, I did not say to Anna, Oh, mom's gonna be going on about the lightsaber and what it can do and the which crystals create which colors. Oh, enough. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. You have a recommendation for us this week, Mom? <clears throat> I do. Something that Daddy and I just found. Uh, I think it's off the air now. Schitt's Creek, mm -hmm. very funny. Uh, Eugene Levy and yep. his family, apparently, most of them anyway, uh, <laughs> are in this show with him. Uh, sort of a riches to rags type thing, but mm -hmm. it's very well done and it's very funny. And I think we missed it because I always hated the title. Yeah, it's hard to, uh, you know, when I used to do the WGN uh, weekly spots with Patty, um, mm. she would always talk about this show, and I would always say, oh, yeah, I got to see that, as I'm going to say now. Um, but she, because we were on broadcast radio, had to call it S Creek. Um, oh, for heaven's sake. Well, it, you know, she can't say that, so. Well, she could spell it. Huh. Uh, for people who don't know, it's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T. -T apostrophe s shits creek and when you say it like that it's almost pretty <laughs> i'm I, gonna have to disagree with you there you know the the uh <laughs> the spelling i wonder if that's i don't know that still feels inappropriate for me it's I like um, when i was watching football over the weekend and um the Chris Myers, the Fox sideline reporter, was delivering an injury report, and he said about the player, he said, yeah, he, he took a hard hit in, uh, how should I put this? Well, uh, in the family jewels, I'll say. And I'm sitting at home <laughs> thinking, come on, you're on national TV, man. Like, there's so many better euphemisms than the family jewels. Well, uh, don't they just say groin? I groin. Think, is, that is the correct answer. That's as close as we need yes. to get. That's, right. what, that's what you say. Um, that is the broadcast standard. Say groin. So the family jewels. Come on. I mean, of course I found it hilarious, but I also just, it was so unprofessional. And as a TV broadcast nerd, I was a yeah. little offended by it. Let's do better. But, you know, again, aren't you people terrible for laughing at that? Apparently that hurts very much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not laughing at the injury, though. I'm laughing at the description of it. That's my... Oh, okay. Yep, yep. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, 
uh, Shit's Creek. I don't know how we got on all that. Oh, right, because it's called Shit's Creek. But uh, yeah, yeah, don't let the name stop you. It's 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 quite funny, I think. Don't let the name stop you. That's what they should put on the posters. Well, they shouldn't have named it this anyway. But yeah, that always seems like a good idea at the time. Well, it'd be fun to do it in the production room, but. Maybe not for TV. It's like uh, the uh, fantastic, uh, albeit short-lived, uh, 70s game show named <laughs> They didn't really think that one out. Yeah. Is Fargo coming back? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nobody in pop culture history has ever made the jump from <laughs> to Fargo. Um, I do believe Fargo is coming back. I heard tell of that. Uh, before that, okay. Better Call Saul is coming back. So if you yes. were a fan of my basement breakdowns, um, those shall return. Maybe I can do one with you when I come sometime. Okay. That's a good idea. A crossover. Yeah. Um, Shit's Creek is available where? Where do you watch it, Mom? Uh, Netflix. Netflix, great. That's easy. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. We made it. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Oh, but it's a new year. What should we talk about this year, Mom? Mm, a new year. Well, how about how about something interesting? Something interesting. All right. Uh, we'll try that on for size. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email from you. It's popmom at ological.net. That's popmom, all one word, at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Say hi. Tell us you like the show. If you hate the show, be quiet. We don't want to hear that. Nah. And now that I have this microphone, I'll be here all day, so. Oh, you're going to take calls. You're going to be like Dr. Joy. That's right. Okay. Oof. That that would be Pop Mom Live. Well, I'll, maybe we can make that happen this year. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Mom, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs>